What's good everybody, this is Silas from silasbeats.com Today I have a couple of stories, I'm going to see what I can get to, see what I can remember um, I had a guy come through, he hit me up and we were talking beats uh, This was just texts, right, so I was taking music in and I was just listening to people's beats and whatnot So for the one person I was like, I was actually pretty impressed And I let this guy know So everything was cool I think it was the next day He sent me a message Saying You know the beats are there And I'm glad you like them um, You know Thanks for the props But at the same time I need more I don't have money And I need marketing I need, don't have money But I need a publisher I don't have money But I need your help Because I know that you're in a position To be able to do that for me um, And then he asked me You know He continually asked me And I was like ah, You know I think when it comes to getting opportunities and that we kind of use money as the reason whether or not it's money money is the issue I'm, I can't get a hold of so and so it must be because I don't have the money I can't get my song played on radio it must be because I don't have money money is just a placeholder word for what the real reason is um, money sometimes is the excuse for patience money sometimes is the excuse for hard work um, or it can be a substitute actually in that situation but for the most part without a budget without any money you can pretty much do anything you just kind of need to get to into a position where you are able to do something I'll give you an example um, you might not be able to get the best work done in terms of your production your mixing your mastering and your your excuse is gonna be I don't have money right at face value, that's your excuse, that you don't have money. But that's not the truth. The truth is you don't have patience and you don't have the ability to work a whole lot extra. Because if you did, you would know that through patience, all you might need to do is wait the space of a year. And in that time, surely you can just carry on making beats. And then at the end of that year, you've saved up whatever money you can. And surely at the end of a year, even if you're saving about 300 to 400 rand each month, by the time the year ends, you're going to be able to get new equipment. You'll get, you'll get a new studio bundle and you'll be good. You'll be get, good to get going on getting higher quality work. Then from there, it's just a case of building, getting better with your equipment. And then from there, knowing exactly um, how you're going to produce from that time onwards. So... Again, you know, you say money, but is it really money that is the, that's the problem? Um, so with this person, they also mentioned publisher. And I was like, hey, you know, you've got, you've got a publisher, but uh, sorry, you can get a publisher without having any cash. I did not have to spend one cent. All I had to do was use data. And I was approaching all these people via emailing them from my phone. Um, there are a bunch of publishers out there, national and international, small and big. Right, and now we need to start looking at other reasons. Another reason why someone might say they don't want a particular publisher, they say, I want a good publisher. I'm like, my friend, you've never had a publisher. Full stop, you do not have a publisher. You need a publisher. Um, so you can't be too picky. You really cannot be too picky about this publishing situation. So get what you can, learn, move on. Go to your Capasso website, you go to Google, start looking around for publishers. You'll, I promise you, you'll find submission criteria as well as you'll find emails. Get in there. Start emailing people. You know, I'd like to publish. Be humble about it as well. I'd like to publish for you. I don't have any experience, but I've got some music. I've got some beats that I think might work. That's exactly what I did. I just kept it calm. 
kept it cool and I said, here, yeah, I've got my work and I'd like to, um, I'd like to do some, um, uh, some publishing for you. And they hit me back a couple of days later. They were like, sure, send some music through. I sent it through. They wanted to, they wanted to sit down for a meeting. And then after that meeting, they were like, sure, publish for us. Done. Done deal. But again, the, the excuse will be, I don't have money to get a publisher. You don't need a money. You don't need money to get a publisher. Publishers earn when you earn. Um, well, this is the, this is the, 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 the yeah, what can I call it? It's typical practice that you earn when your publisher, your publisher earns when you earn. Uh, same with money, uh, with a manager. A manager says that they want to charge you 5k every month. You can go for that if you want to, if you believe in what they're doing, if you really do believe that they're going to give you what you need. But if it was me, if I was an artist, I would not pay for a manager. I would make sure that my manager earns when I earn. There's a reason why you use that incentivization because the moment someone is paying me 5k, I'm guaranteed 5k whether I work a lot or whether I work a little. I work for government, therefore I know this. That in a month, like September is a really busy month for, for physiotherapists. Um, it's our, it's like our week, you know, it's called Physio Week. So we do all kinds of campaigns, we get super busy. Um, but, you know, next month is not going to be as hectic. And it'll be exactly the same, I'm going to earn the same amount. I won't earn extra because I worked hard. So it's the same with a manager. If you're going to be getting a manager on your team, that person also needs to, you can't give them that thing that a government worker gets because they're going to rest on their laurels and they're not going to want to get anything done then you're going to start complaining and then your relationship goes in goes to the dogs don't be in that situation um yeah yeah so don't uh, don't use money as uh, as an excuse it's not gonna like you're not gonna get far also i promise you the one thing that people are not gonna be keen to give you is their money i'm like i'm not just gonna give you money to get stuff done also the other thing is with connections when it comes to connections I never got through balls. I never got people saying, hey, yeah, dude, I'll connect you with so-and-so. I'll do whatever it is. My contacts, my initial contacts were gained through patience, I believe. Um, even when I met up with Jay Lawless eventually, I didn't go in there and say, here, dude, please push my work. I just stayed, I just hung around and I was like, dude, I'm really interested in this music production thing. Is there anything that I can do? He's like, dude, don't worry, come through and you know, just see what I'm doing. And I sat at the back and I just chilled. I literally just sat and I watched him work. Then eventually I got to a point where I was like, hey, you know what? Um, let me add something on the beat here. Or, you know, there was another situation where, um, actually I wasn't working with vocals at the time, but basically I then, because I was there so long and I was doing a lot of work with the guy, I learned a lot of things. I learned how to mix. I learned how to master. I learned all these little new terms that I didn't know. I learned about a whole lot of stuff. And yeah, that's how the connections came about. So when someone says to me, yeah, I need the connections. I need someone to hook me up. You actually do not need that. You can make things happen on your own. The thing is, it's going to take a lot longer. Or it might take, yeah, in fact, it'll take a lot longer. But remember that you're going to be a fixture in the, in the music industry for a lot longer if the connections are yours. So case and example, with someone like Justin, I learned a lot through him. But because I made the connection and I sat there day in, day out, going to the studio when I was tired from work, because I did it, I had that connection. I knew Justin, as opposed to if I just sent someone there to Justin. Justin might have been like, oh, okay, cool, this person makes nice music from time to time, but I don't really know, there's no real connection here, so 
Mm. And you can't always just rely on the fact that you've got dope music. That doesn't work. Not in this day and age. It's too quick for people to create new music for you to say, I've got dope music that's going to get me through everything. Talent is nothing, nothing without hard work. That I promise you. You'll earn a little bit of money. You might get one or two singles and that become really well known. But I promise you, if you do not translate that conscious belief that you've got talent into enough hard work, you're doomed. You're doomed completely. Cool, so that's, that's money on that end. Now, what starts to happen when your money comes in? Now you start getting opportunities that actually start paying you. You get paying gigs, you get paying uh, publishing deals, you get paying things that give you money. As an artist, what do you do? How are you spending your money? Because I'm spending time a lot around a lot of people who are getting opportunities, but the unfortunate thing is that they're squandering them, but not like a little bit. We're talking like bad squandering where the person, they'll get 500K um, and that 500K just goes to the dogs because they just do not know how to manage their funds at all. Like at all, at all. And they sit there, they've got a little bit of cash, they spend it, they're like, yeah, no, I need to get the image right, I need wardrobe. Uh, from wardrobe, I need to get this done, I need to sort out my car, I need to do this, I need to do that. There is, there comes a time where this all needs to translate into something and I've never, ever, ever spoken about this and I kind of want to get, I, st- I want to start speaking about it because it's important because at the end of the day, you don't want to ball out for a year and then be flat broke. That's the worst feeling when you had it all and you wasted it all. You don't want to be in that situation. So how do you not end up in that situation? Why is it that majority of, and I say majority confidently, why is it the majority of our musicians, our music heroes end up broke? Why is that? Why is it that um, all of the people who are involved in sport, I think in the NBA they said, uh, is it the first 10 years after an NBA player or NFL player, I'm not too sure, once they retire from playing, I think it's 70% of them go broke. And 70% is not a small number. 70% is a lot of the people. They just go flat broke completely. Um, why does that happen? And I know a couple of reasons. I can already come up with a couple of reasons as to why that happens. The first thing is the money is paid too infrequently. Money, infrequent money is dangerous money because in our minds as humans, we, we pre-spend. If I told you that you're going to be getting anywhere between 50K and 100K once between now and the middle of the following year, um, what are you going to do? You're going to sit back and think, shoot, I don't know if I'm going to get this money again. Right. Let me let me make the the range even bigger. Between January and December, because I don't know when you're listening to this. Between January and, De- and December, I tell you that you're gonna from your royalties alone, you're gonna get 250k, maybe. But then you might also get maybe 40k. So you're not 100% sure how much you're gonna get. Also, you're not 100% sure what the payment after that is going to be. So you there's a lot of uncertainty to the money that you're going to be making, and when you get the money. It's in large sums, there's large amounts of it. Um, you get that money and you blow it. You just start using it because you're like, ah, it's fine, I'll make more. Ah, it's fine, I'll make more. And then through that, you start increasing your standard of living, which goes to my second point that a lot of these people do. You increase your standard of living and through doing that, you end up, you know, and you, I don't know, I, I want to speak on behalf of, of black people when I say that sometimes when we come from a position of extreme hardship, you justify why you're spending all that money. Like, ah, oh, man, I've been working and I've been working so hard for so long. I deserve this for myself. So all the money that you end up getting, you end up squandering. You chuck it out. You throw it away. You go buy bottles. You go and 
you get all kinds of clothing, you do whatever it is, you increase your standard of living, you start buying people houses, you start giving people money because the, these are people that owed that you that you owed or people that you know they, they gave you money when you didn't have. What ends up happening is you end up with no money. And then at some point, like in, in, in sport, it's a little bit more sudden because you might get an injury, a career-ending injury, and now you no longer have the funds to continue living the way that you were living. Or in the case of music, you make maybe 10 number ones and now you're in a good space now because you've been making hits for a while. But then at some point, you, you just bug out and you stop making really good music um, or you're not as hot anymore. And that's what happens. It happens so quickly and out of nowhere, you're like, shoot, where's the next thing gonna come from? I need to pay my car. I'm used to getting a lot of money from my gigs. I'm supposed to pay my car, my house. I'm supposed to give money to someone, my, pa my parents. I'm building a house at the moment for myself. Where does this all come from? So, we're, like the point I'm trying to get at is we're making all, we're trying to do all of this stuff so we can get all this fame, this money and get all this status and all these new opportunities so we can do even better. But at the end of the day, how are we safeguarding ourselves from becoming the next, I don't know, the next broke, struggling musician? The worst story is one where someone was high and up there and they completely, they have nothing anymore because their payments ate them. They ate them up. Their payment, their monthly payments just completely devoured them. They, um, they're used to a certain standard of living. They're used to having a certain car. Now, because you went to driving a Benz, now you don't want to go back to driving a Toyota. You're not, you're not capable of doing that, even if you don't have the money to uh, keep up your lifestyle. And unfortunately, it's a bit easier for producers, but for artists, it's a bit more difficult because now you're in the limelight. By the time you've got 10 number ones, you're in the limelight. And people see what you're doing. So you don't want to just be popping up at the random KFC. They'll make fun of you. You don't want to be driving around in that Yaris or that Atos as opposed to that Benz that you were in because people will see you. Um, and I think this is somewhere where your financial education really does come into play. Um, I was speaking, I wasn't speaking, I was listening to an, an interview with Kabomo. Kabomo had his run. Um, as to how long the run was, I'm not 100% sure, but he was speaking on the radio and he said something about, and it hit me, he was like, I was making money, but then I used it. I didn't save any of it. I didn't, I didn't understand the concept of saving. I was young, I was gonna bounce back. And then all of a sudden, the dude just, he wasn't able to create big tracks anymore. And we all like to, we all like to back ourselves and say we'll be able to create good music until, until, until the end of time. But that's not, it's never the case. Even your hottest guys at the moment, your Caspers, your Nasty Cs, your AKAs, your Questers, they, they should be cognizant of the fact that they might not be producing hits beyond the end of next year. And if that's the case, then all that means is that they should have taken and milked their situation now while they had it. Take their money, start new investments, take their money, maybe start a new initiative that involves bringing up another artist, you know? Building and building and building and building and building on top of what you have. But unfortunately, a lot of us don't have that mentality. We get, we eventually get that, when I say getting paid infrequently, I'm talking about you grind and you grind and you grind and you grind and you grind hard and then you get your first gig, your first paying gig and it's maybe 500 rand. And then you throw that money away. You go buy two bottles and then that money's gone. And it's sad to see, but I mean, it happens a lot more often than you think. You think that these guys are rolling in it, but unfortunately, 
your favorite musician might actually be very close to broke or if not just hanging in the balance and um, I really don't want to be in that situation so I took it upon myself from the beginning of this year I've been doing a lot of financial education of myself financially I've got a lot of ideas um, I have a lot of ideas that I want to execute on and that I am executing on even now currently that ensures that this money, this 1M that I'm trying to make doesn't just become 1M. Ah, I made a million rand off of my music and then that's the end of the story. That can't be the end of the story because even a million rand is not going to survive. You're not going to survive for many years with a million rand in a country like this if you want to live decently. You're going to need more than that. And the only way that you can do that is by finding other vehicles other than just trying to create hits until the end, the end of time. You can take money that you've earned um, and invest it. You can invest it either back into yourself and, um, or you can go and find other investment vehicles. Whether it be a fixed deposit, whether it be a policy, whether it be you know, on the stock market or whether it be um, in real estate, whether it be, you know, there's a lot of places where you can make cash. You can make your money work for you. Um, so in my situation, uh, my rule of thumb is I've got a certain amount of money that I want to make sure I make off of music every month. I'm lucky in that I have a 9 to 5 at this current point in time. I'm lucky because I don't hate my job, I don't hate my work. There's days when I'd rather be in studio, yes, sure, but do I hate my work? No. Um, I'm also lucky in that at the end of the month when my money comes through, I'm able to budget and live. Right? My, my, physio, my, physio, my physio covers my life expenses. Me, Adrian, the human being, outside of being Silas Beats, Adrian, I am covered by my physio salary. This is one of the benefits to having a 9 to 5. Then, any money that comes from music, I can then shift and filter to where I need it to go. So there'll be a portion that will go into advertising business, it'll go into maybe if I need to get a photo shoot done, if I need to transport money to that event, if I need to make business cards, if I need to buy equipment because maybe my earphones stopped, my headphones stopped working, or I need a new hard drive. That's investing in yourself. I might need a new course. I might need um, to continue paying my subscriptions to platforms like Airbit or MailChimp, you know, those places. I might need that stuff. So I'll spend money on that and that's me investing in myself and my own career. Then from that point on, there's extra money. What do you do with this extra money? A typical person will probably blow it. They'll be like, yeah, I've got some extra money over the end of the month. Let me go buy a pair of shoes. I deserve it. It's at that moment that you need to make a really, really crucial decision. Do you really deserve it? Or do you just feel like, hey, there's a little bit of extra money. Let me use it. This is where your financial education comes in. Um, a lot of us don't have it. You need to jump in and say, look, there's money left over from everything that I've done. Now I need to take this cash and I need to do something with it that's actually going to impact me in the long run. This is where you, um, you can't be too proud. Um, I've seen rappers come through and talk to me about investing in property. Yeah, I want to buy land. I'm like, okay, cool. But do you understand what that entails? Buying land. You can't go in and start paying 10,000 Rand deposits without any money up front. You can't go in without knowing what transfer fees are, knowing what rates and levies are, knowing exactly whether you're going to be the one in the, in the whether you're going to have tenants or whether you're going to be the one residing in that space. So there's all these nice ideas that we have, I think, but we just don't have the education to implement them, which should actually be our long-term goal to be able to implement. That's what I'm trying to do now. So um, 
uh, you can't be uh, what's the word uh, you can't be fancy if you don't understand try and understand I increased my financial education purely just by by downloading a couple of YouTube videos and then listening to them in my car on my way to and from work um, I learned terms I learned I even learned you know I learned a little bit about trading I learned a little bit about real estate I learned about debt good debt bad debt I learned about credit ratings I learned about all kinds of little things that I can now take and place as a veil over my music career so as my music makes more and more money I can jump in and say look um, my music is making me money but now what am I doing with the money that my music is making me am I squandering it or am I actually gonna put it to something um, this is a conversation I really do enjoy having because it's quite a high-level one it's one thing talking to an artist about getting opportunities like I did at the top of the podcast talking about getting opportunities finding a publisher doing this doing this doing that and living off your music through doing that and actually getting an income and then the next conversation after that that none of us ever speak about because very few of us get to is now that you're making money what's the next conversation how do you make sure that this money doesn't just disappear that it's actually doing stuff for you that when you get that hundred thousand rand placement that you're able to survive keep yourself covered but at the same time you are um, uh, your what's this you're able to cover yourself but at the same time you you can then take some of that money and then reinvest it or invest it back into what it is that you uh, that you're doing so important so 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 important if there's one thing I wish I'd done earlier is I'd wish that I'd taken a sum or a portion of my earnings from music and just pushed it to one side and said that this is not going anywhere it's going straight in, straight back into the music or I'm not just, I'm just not gonna touch it because right now I'd have a lot more money than I do um, well the, than I would um, or than I do yeah that I do from the time that I actually started saving because now I'm doing it and I'm seeing the the power of um, of accruing uh, interest again it doesn't take it's not a short thing your compound interest as well which is another thing altogether it's it's something I thought I knew earning on your earnings um, there was actually a, an ill mind podcast and I'm so glad that he touched on this but I just feel like it was such a superficial level conversation um, you don't want to bore rappers you don't want to bore music producers and I might be boring people right now but for me this is becoming more and more exciting because this is where earnings become um, abundance which can then turn into wealth right which is essentially what we want we want to be we want to have what our parents might not have had um, and you know keep building your legacy as it were so compound interest that was something that I was like yeah no I know exactly what compound interest is if I have a hundred rand now and I'm earning two percent by the end of the year that means I'm gonna have 102 rand that was actually the example that they gave in that program uh, that ill mind podcast uh, but the yeah, so it was a hundred. Well, they used dollars, but it was a hundred rand. You earn at the end of the year, you have a hundred and two. Now your earnings the following year is not going to be hundred and four. Your earnings the following year is going to be a little bit more because you're earning on the hundred and two rand. It might sound a little bit jacked up, but if you do a little bit of research on compound interest, you'll understand that it makes sense. You keep earning on what you have. Now I started looking at some compound interest curves, and I realized that when people talk about compound interest, it's great to earn compound interest. But what people don't tell you is that your compound interest curve doesn't make sense in the beginning. Because in the beginning, you're like, I'm earning a little bit more, 
but does it actually make sense? The way your compound interest w works is that over a long period of time, like an actual meaty amount of time needs to pass by, maybe a couple of decades, and then that's when you start to see money. Like it becomes real, it becomes real. If you take a hundred rand and you put it away every single month, just a hundred rand, after the first year you won't see much growth. After the second year you'll see a little bit more growth but not that much and so on and so forth. By the time you reach the 40th year of you putting in a hundred rand, you're gonna have a lot of money. Not because you put in a lot of money, but because um, compound interest would have gotten an opportunity to work. You need, compound interest needs time to actually take effect. Um, yeah, but that's just, that's more like higher level stuff. I would like, you know, these are conversations I would like to have um, going forward and possibly even try and bring someone in who understands more about this stuff. I should get like a, an accountant or an economist or someone who understands all of this stuff a lot better than I do to come through and um, give some information. I might actually do that for my, uh, my VN, my Thursday VN. So if you want to be a part of that, then just hit me up. Um, uh, you can head over to www.silasbeats.com. Uh, my cell phone number should be there. The reason why I don't enjoy giving my cell phone number out here is because I know some time from now I might not be using the same number and if that is the case I don't want to have people going to the wrong place whereas I know with the email as well as the URL I probably won't change those for a long time. Um, so definitely do hit me up if that's something that you're interested in. Um, yeah. yeah, and then we can keep the conversation going. You can also email me on silasbeats at gmail.com uh, I have been trying to, <laughs> I've been trying to get back, back to people with regards to you know just hitting them up and them hitting me up and whatnot. So, if you do have anything that you want to talk about, if there are any topics that you want me to discuss, then please do let me know and we can keep the conversation going. Peace.